You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. What a busy day and show we have ahead of ourselves. Good morning on this Monday. Welcome into the program. Hope you had as good a weekend watching football, college and NFL, as I did, as Tom DeCelestino, the executive producer, did. We appreciate you, and we're going to get to every single morsel of football goodness and ugliness, depending on your perspective from the weekend. We are, as always, coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. Uh, A little PSA here on the show before we get into the Packers' woes, into the Chiefs' dominance, into the Cowboys being the Cowboys, into a big AFC West showdown win for the Chargers. On and on it goes. Baker Mayfield's revenge tour coming up short. Just a little public service announcement reminder. It is week one. There will be overreactions. We're still getting our arms around the National Football League. In a few moments here, going to go in on, in on's the wrong term, going to point out the shortcomings of the Packers, get into the ways in which Aaron Rodgers contributes to that, despite the lackluster receiving core around him, but also remind you here now, as part of the PSA, Packers did get absolutely humiliated last year in week one. Scored even fewer points than what the seven they scored yesterday against the Vikings. A year ago, only put up three against the Saints. Things worked out. It's a long season. We're going to get into all of it. If you want to call us, whether you're in Milwaukee or Vegas or Cali or Florida, or Connecticut, or my home state of Iowa, wherever you are, Alabama, Abilene, 855-212-4CBS. Phone number is the same, 855-212-4CBS. I want to, and D-Cell wants to, try and get into every single bit of NFL that happened over the weekend. Hard to do, hard to do in a two-hour show. That's what we have, hard to do in a four-hour show. We don't have that. So if you want to contribute, you have something you want to say, you have an NFL game you want to talk about, or college football game, Iowa State fans, yeah, I see you, 855-2124-CBS, Twitter sports writer, sports R-E-I-T-E-R. Uh, we'll try to get into a bunch of this stuff. Mentioned Baker Mayfield having an atrocious first three quarters, a great fourth quarter, equaled an almost revenge game, but almost doesn't get it done. Comes up short his debut in Carolina against the Browns. We'll talk that. Some really bad losses out there, but also some big wins. Giants fans, pretty excited. Bears fans, pretty excited. Niners fans, Bengals fans, kind of down. We'll get into all that stuff. Man, Joe Burrow had a really, really rough beginning to this season. We'll talk about the Cowboys and Dak and the injury. Ross Tucker is going to join us, who's excellent, in an hour. Buy or sell, we'll sneak in some other topics. Albert Pujols still doing Albert Pujols things. On cue after I criticize him at the All-Star game. It's just be, like become Albert Pujols of 10 years ago. So that's going to be nice to eat some more of that crow. The only thing worse than eating crow is eating it again and again as leftovers. Thank you, D-Cell. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz made some history in the U.S. Open. We'll get to a few things. We'll preview tonight's game to Denver Seahawks. But we'll start with one of the huge headlines from the NFL. What an, what an opening weekend. What a beginning. 
And we know that there was a musical chairs of talent in the NFL this year. And, and there's a lot of places we could point to. Some of the guys defensively that went to the Chargers that made a contribution. I mean, all over the place. But two of the most dynamic receivers in football. Maybe, maybe you could argue the two most dynamic wide receivers in football left juggernauts for teams that are aspiring for that level of greatness. Devontae Adams with the Packers, the main target for Aaron Rodgers. As you know, went to the Raiders, had a nice game. And Tyreek Hill for the Kansas City Chiefs, very talented, explosive receiver, went to a Miami Dolphins team. They also got the win over the weekend. Raiders didn't get it done, but looked good. Dolphins did get it done, looked really good. But it left the two most electric quarterbacks, for my money, with all respect to some of the other guys out there that have done it again and again, like Tom Brady, and aspire to do it like Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, Define greatness at the quarterback position in terms of pure talent and ability. Mahomes is the future of the position. He's really the present of the position. And Aaron Rodgers has won consecutive MVPs for a reason, even though he's in his late 30s. And it was going to be interesting to see what these guys could do and what they could be, in large part because Tyreek Hill made a point of saying, Chiefs didn't give me the Brock enough to throw such a great ball. Oh, my God, he's so accurate. And Mahomes took a very, you know, oh, it's cool, man. It's all good, man. We're going to be fine. Two is, you know, whatever, two is cool, and Tyreek was great. It's all good. And Rodgers took a different tact. It wasn't Devontae Adams, not really, taking some subtle digs. All that Devontae Adams did, and this is to be expected, said, oh, yeah, I get to play for two great, he might have said future Hall of Fame quarterbacks. All right, that was a stretch. Maybe that was a stretch in Derek Carr. And Aaron Rodgers took some umbrage at it, as he does. And Aaron Rodgers is a guy who has been able to really swirl up some drama and feed off it over the years. But not yesterday. Throws a pick, which is almost unheard of, certainly against an NFC opponent. First time he's done that since 2019. Not the quarterback rating is the end-all, be-all, but his quarterback rating yesterday around 67, 30 points lower than his career average. But the real story is the fact that they lost that game. And last year's loss to the Saints notwithstanding, last year Aaron Rodgers came out and Rodgers said, be patient, relax, everyone will be fine. That wasn't the mood and the vibe. And if you watched the game, you saw Aaron Rodgers on the sideline looking frustrated and discombobulated and angry. This wasn't let's swirl up a bunch of frustration and anger and I'm going to ride it. This was the anger and frustration overwhelming a young receiving core and somewhat a veteran receiving core. And them not being able to take the very serious pressure of living up to Aaron Rodgers' standards. That's not easy. The guy's a walking legend, and how you wield that matters. Now, Packers fans, I, I, I understand your offensive line was banged to hell. I got it. I get it. And Rodgers was, was rushed and harried and knocked down several times. And I understand that even on the receiving core, you had young guys who couldn't get it done. Poor Christian Watson. Dropped. I don't know if you saw this. Bombed down the right side of the field. Beautiful throw by Aaron Rodgers. Just first play of the game. Set the tone of the season. I watched it live, and, and I'm a Red Zone. I watched it live, and my stomach, I, and I'm not a Packers fan per se. I'm a Bears fan, but I respect the Packers so much. I got a bunch of family from Wisconsin that I've just given in to the fact that excellence is what's going to happen for Green Bay. But I knew that young dude came from a small school. I knew that he'd been under criticism, really the entire receiving core, from Aaron Rodgers. They got to figure it out. And, and Rodgers had, had cited drops as an issue. And when, when that ball came to Watson's fingers, because that's a touchdown, man. That is a, that is a season or at least game tone setter. And we know Kirk Cousins, Kirk Kissing Cousins, get down 7-0 against Aaron Rodgers, he's going to melt 
like my kid's chocolate he left in my car. I mean, it's over, baby. It's like 100 degrees in, in L.A. And he drops the ball. And if you watch it, he kind of does this. It's pretty impressive athletically. He's in stride. He's going to make the catch. He drops the ball. And simultaneously, the ball's go- He makes like, like, oh, my God, no sort of hand motion. I mean, it was really – and it's – to me, there's a lot more that happened in that, in that football game. Kirk Cousins always plays well when it doesn't feel – like there's massive pressure. Like Kirk Cousins' week one's a, almost always a lock to play well, especially from a fantasy perspective. At the end of the year, Kirk Kiss and Cousins will play poorly, and Aaron Rodgers will play well. But for my money, the real story of yesterday is the Packers and the Chiefs, and the real difference in the execution of those receiving cores, which were which were under some um, some clouds of, of question marks, given the main talents left. And I know Travis Kelsey is still with the Chiefs, and he looked phenomenal, but that was a question because he's an older player now. Was what was going to happen? And I would argue to you that Rodgers and Mahomes are both, I don't know, top two or three quarterbacks in the history of the sport in terms of pure talent. I just mean pure talent. But they are different in terms of leadership. And you saw that. In the build-up to the game, for the Chiefs, Mahomes was calm. He did a public service announcement of his own last week, which actually worked out well because I listened to it for my fantasy football. said, I'm going to spread the ball around. Nine different Chiefs caught passes. Four different players caught touchdown passes. Mahomes told the world, but really was telling his guys, we have so much talent, you don't know where they're going to step up. And the team heard that. They heard that. Sometimes when you're the best player on a, on, on a team sport, especially quarterback, saying the truth is not what you need. It's saying what your guys need to hear. And what Aaron Rodgers say again and again and again, these guys aren't ready. They can't have drops. they got to step up. they got to be better. I didn't need to come to OTAs. I'm the professor. I gave the assignments. Well, really talented, all-time great, intense, almost gets the provost, if we're going to take his analogy to the end, fired professors can be extremely intimidating. And after that drop, and after that lackluster game, and after Aaron Rodgers, let's be frank, couldn't do what Mahomes did. Get, I get it, with two offensive linemen who were banged up and out. I understand. It was more difficult. doesn't matter. I've seen that from Mahomes a couple years ago, too, and he found a way to figure it out. Rodgers tried, and you, let's give him credit. I'm going to play a couple clips of his post game after the Vikings won that football game, what, 23-7, after a really anemic performance from the Packers' offense, after the Devontae, and Devontae Adams' team lost, and the Raiders still feel like they won compared to what happened to the Packers. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to play better per se. He's going to play fine. He does have to lead better. And for some leaders, that's calling guys out. And for some leaders, it's bringing them into the fold. But it's rarely the former in public. And you're going to hear Rodgers here trying so hard not to throw his guys under the bus and to give them a little bit of space, but having trouble doing it when he talked about some of the things that went wrong. Obviously, it would be great to have a 75 yard touchdown to start the game, but drops are going to happen. It's part of the game. It's the mental stuff that we just can't have because we're hurting ourselves, whether we're going the wrong way on a block or, or you know, missing a protection something or missing a hot or not running the right route, the right depth. There was just too many, uh, too many mental mistakes. It's all well and good to say that guys have to be pros and step up and do their job. And by the way, some of those receivers are, are veterans. Sammy Watkins, we've seen that story in Kansas City, talented but doesn't tend to execute has the ability 
but doesn't tend to translate that to. Couldn't do it with Mahomes, didn't do it in the game yesterday. I hear what Rodgers is saying. And I know that Packers fans or football fans are going to say about young receivers or offensive linemen who have to step into the, the mix or anybody. Hey, man, you're in the National Football League. Man up. Don't make mistakes and focus. That's fine. Okay. Those are words. The reality is that pressure is real, especially when you're playing for a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, who's near the end of his career, who has whipped up a whole bunch of drama in that organization, who has made it very clear in his battles with his GM and with his coach at times that he's in charge. Aaron Rodgers isn't just a quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is one of the bosses. And in the post-game press conference, he talked like that. He spoke as if he makes the decisions who's going to play and and the lead of the game and who's not going to play. And that means Rodgers has to wield that power really carefully with young players and even non-young players who are like, oh my God, forget being terrified of losing that game. They're terrified of making Aaron Rodgers mad. And so I think it's telling that again, in a follow-up, in talking about his frustrations, in trying to be understanding, Rodgers again, didn't say Christian Watson's name, but again sided that drop. Look, we got to have patience with those guys. They're young. You know, they haven't been in the in the fire. Um, now that patience will be thinner as the season goes on, but uh, the expectation will be high. So we'll keep them accountable, but it's going to happen. It's going to be drops. Hate to see it on the first play, but there's, it's part of it. It's going to be drops throughout the season. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh during the clip, but I just – he got so close. He got so close. It's not going to be an easy season for the Packers. I still think it's going to be a very successful season for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is many things, and a problem solver might be one of the most impressive and underrated skills of his career. He has time and again, whether it's the start of a season like last year where they lost a game in in a fashion like yesterday that, that was embarrassing, or a few years ago when they had to more or less win out, or hell, all the way back to their Super Bowl run when they had to win out and go on the road and then beat the Bears, if I remember right, to get in, I think, at, at, at Lambeau and then the Bears at Soldier Field in the NFC Championship game, and Rodgers obviously won both those games. He's a problem solver. But it's easy when you're a massive talent, and I've seen this before in my business and certainly in sports, to take for granted your own excellence, which is real when you're an all-time great, and not understand no matter how incredible you are, you still need some help. Devonta Adams was a big piece of the pie. I know Packers have let Rodgers down. They haven't drafted a first-round receiver for him. They got Devontae Adams in 2014 in the second round, but the other second-round guys that they brought in the receiver position haven't been the same level. We'll see what this crop of receivers become. He doesn't have the offensive line that he needs. They haven't invested in weapons, and they haven't, the front office, probably understood the magnitude of giving Aaron Rodgers the kind of weapons that other teams, including the Chiefs, the last few years have had. I understand that, but this is the situation that he's in. And now the problem solving for Rodgers is going to have to be a higher level of leadership, a different level of leadership. The guy talks about love. The guy talks about brotherhood. The guy talks about we got to be in it together. The guy talks about everyone has to do their role. And the guy has claimed forcefully, and it's his right based on his talent, a huge amount of power in that organization. But he hasn't wielded it as well. It's one thing to be the talent, another thing to be the boss. And if Aaron Rodgers doesn't figure out how to be exceptional at both of those things this season, it's going to be a very long one for not just the Packers, not just those young receivers, not just poor Christian Watson, but Aaron Rodgers himself. Mahomes showed the way. I'm going to play this clip even though I'm going to run out of time because this is what you're supposed to sound like. And, and this is post-game, after the win, Chiefs put up, what was it, 44 against a Cardinals team that won a bunch of games last year. The beginning of the year, I got it. They're hard to 
Arizona figure out what they are. But what you're going to hear from Mahomes here echoes what he said at the lead-up to that win and exactly the message, even if he doesn't believe it, that Rodgers should have been saying the entire lead-up to that Vikings game. Here's Mahomes. Oh, 100%. I mean, with the amount of tight ends, running backs, uh, and receivers that we have, it's going to be everything. I mean, it's going to be a lot of guys catching passes. It's going to be running the football. It's going to be throwing the football. It's going to be short game. It's going to be the deep passes. And so uh, I think that makes us a hard offense to stop. Um, and then when the defense plays like they played today, we're going to win a lot of football games. Especially when Mahomes keeps giving the message to his not-as-talented receivers as Tyree Kill. Believe in you guys. We're going to get it done. It's going to be fine. 855-212-4CBS. Aaron Rodgers, be better, buddy. Just, that's all I'm saying. Be better. You're behind the Bears in the standings. Be better. 855, they are, Tom. 855 2 cbs is the phone number. Uh, there's nothing quite as sad and pathetic, and I'm talking about myself now, as false hope for NFL teams that are doomed but can pretend after week one anomalies that they're off and running. I'm a Bears fan. I'm going to lean into the silliness. And Bogus is a Giants fan. Giants and Bears are undefeated. We'll get into those bad losses for the teams that lost to them and some other brutal losses that started the NFL season next here on CBS Sports Radio. Get ready for week two with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We just talked about the craziness of week one. New customers can now bet just $5 on any football game in week two and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on LA or Kansas City to win. If your team leads by seven at any point during the game, you get paid Instantly, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code Writer. That's my last name, Writer, to get two hundred dollars free in bets instantly when you place that five dollar bet on any football game. That's the code R E I T E R. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook must be present in state where lawful to wager. Twenty one plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee red line at one eight hundred eight eight nine nine seven eight nine in New York. Call eight seven seven. Eight Hope and Wire text Hope and Wire. That's four six seven three six nine. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in money line bets. Only deposit wager restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Man, NFL's awesome. We try to pretend like the preseason is exciting and the storylines are interesting, but the games, let's be fair. Who cares? Yesterday and Thursday was the appetizer, satiated my need for some for some football. Yeah, diesel. I went satiated. Sorry, love that word. Don't know what it means. Not sure what it means. Makes it. Good morning, by the way, buddy. Good morning, Bill. Happy NFL Monday to you. A lot of underachievers won games. I'm going to put the Vikings on that list. By the way, I still think the Packers are going to win 12 or 13 games. I don't think the Bears are going to win many, even though in the in the sloshy rain they were able to take advantage of um, your MVP for the year, your, your your breakout player, I should say, Trey Lance. Hit a rough little start. Very inconsistent. Very disappointed. You saw some glimpses, but overall, v- I felt like I, I didn't did. see it. I, I missed felt, him. I felt like it. There were there were a couple times, couple passes, especially with his feet yesterday, where you're like. That guy's talented. I know why San Francisco wait, fell in love with him. Wait, a couple passes with his feet or a couple runs? A uh, couple runs. A couple Got passes it. and then a couple mm. times with his feet where you could point to and say that's why San Francisco moved up to get this guy. Dear listener, if you're just uh, if you're just sort of new to the show, as may be the case in Green Bay or Vegas or some other places, uh, Tom got an argument with me and Andrew Bogus, who will be here in a moment, who's on updates, 
give us some headlines. Uh, made the argument a few months ago that he would start Trey Lance over Tom Brady. Is that a fair remembrance? Exactly what I said was I would not <laughs> go out of my way to acquire or sign Tom Brady since you've moved up for Trey Lance. That's All what right. I said. Let me ask you. Good morning, Andrew Bogish. Oh, hey, hey Bill. Buddy. How are you? I'm wonderful. Uh, let's go through this. Let's see which of these bad losses are the are the worst. Saints avoided a bad loss against the Falcons with some craziness, but the Niners lost to my Bears. That's not very good. The Bengals had five turnovers from Joe Burrow. <laughs> five lost that game. And I, the Steelers are interesting, I suppose. But Najee Harris is out. Watt is out, they think, with a torn peck, right? That is the last that I saw, which is not ideal. You've got a Colts team that didn't technically lose, but they certainly didn't win. They had a tie against the Texans. That qualifies. The Patriots didn't just lose against the Dolphins, at least on the scoreboard. They got annihilated. Now, Bill Belichick, I think, made a fair, if if obnoxious, point that it was a couple plays that turned the tie, but whatever, it's a scoreboard game. And then, oh, I guess the the Jags lost to the Commanders. That's kind of a block game. But maybe the worst loss of the weekend. You tell me if I'm wrong. Or the best win, depending on your view. Titans go down to your Giants, bogey. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to make of this because I was not high on the Titans to begin with. But, yes, you should not be losing at home to the Giants. You should have beat the Giants yesterday, but your kicker missed one by couple of inches left so like I don't know I'm very I'm in a very forgiving mood this morning you sound here's I mean look I'm a Bears fan and I'm just telling you and I watched that game the Bears are terrible the Bears are are terrible and the weather was terrible terrible, and Soldier Field is terrible so I don't know that anything actually matters from that game yesterday except actually getting a loss might be terrible how do you judge that how do you the guy was playing in a swamp deal with it bro welcome to the National Football League you're Diesel said you're Tom Brady. Get a dome. Get a dome. Mm. No, no, domes are stupid, man. Not when it's pouring rain and your field looks like a slip and slide. Don't, that's the only way. Look, all the Bears need to do is have it torrentially rain for every one of their home games, and they can easily win six games this year. They can easily win a big chunk of those games. The team, to answer your initial question, the team that actually I was most disappointed with, and this might be personal because I was believing in them so much to begin with, was the Colts. I want the Colts to be legit. I thought they're the best team in the South, which is why I was coupled with my down Titan perspective. And then they're down 23 in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, all right, fine. Quick hat tip for getting even and not losing. But beat the Texans in Houston, in Indy, in a parking lot, anywhere. Beat the Texans. I think, I, I, I know they're playing the Chiefs. I, I'm also, I would put on the list Arizona just because I think most of us thought Arizona had a wide spectrum, but on that spectrum was contender, right? If everything goes well, if they repeat their performance the first half of last year and get some consistency, especially now that Kyler Murray doesn't have to study, right? Like, that's great. Like, they've taken out the you-should-do-your-job-when-you're-not-at-your-job clause is, is really is really excellent. And they got humiliated by the Chiefs. I, I mean, they got embarrassed by Kansas City. And I know it's one game. Like, I'm not overreacting to the Packers. I think they'll figure it out if Rodgers can be a little nicer. I think the Cardinals are in deep trouble, guys. The Cardinals look look bad. They did, and I will at least accept them looking bad now as opposed to fooling us for two months. 
If you're going to be bad at the end of the season, just be bad at the beginning. So we don't have to consider you in this conversation for NFC West and wild cards. But also, too, there's no shame in general losing to the Chiefs. But maybe make a stop or two early so this game's not over by mid-second quarter. The other side of this thing is last year, we, we talked about last year. I wish I could remember the score. Packers lost, I believe, to the Saints, something like 39-3. to It was some kind of brutal, brutal score. And the Packers went on to win a bunch of games, obviously. I know the Raiders lost. I thought they looked like a really good football team. Like, I thought the Raiders looked really impressive. I think the AFC West hype is going to be real, man. Every We'll see what Denver... Denver's test isn't a real test tonight against Seattle. But I think, assuming the Broncos are, are good and Russell Wilson is really good, I think every AFC West team can win every game they play this year. They won't, but I think that any given Sunday thing will apply. Any other losses that... I'm trying to go through this, that... That you, like I, the Titans aren't didn't look that good. You brought it up, Bogus. You didn't buy him in the first place. Cardinals didn't look that good. Packers look bad. They'll probably figure it out, but they look bad. Right. I mean, I I don't I don't want to be nice to the Cleveland Browns. I don't want to talk Browns, yeah. around Deshaun Watson as a football matter. But while you're waiting for your star quarterback to come back from anything, injury, suspension, whatever, you can't. You can't lose games that you should win. So the fact that they got that win in Carolina, I think, is an important win for them because they're going to be tough to get the wins until Watson gets back. But as long as they don't blow the ones that they're supposed to win, that's you know, they'll be in good shape when he returns in whatever that is, Week 12. So I thought yesterday they played with fire and then survived it. I'm a little worried about the, what, 17 fourth-quarter points they gave up to Baker Mayfield because I think... I've transitioned to Baker Mayfield's not great. I think that is kind of Decel, Where are you? You're, you love Trey Lance. He's Tom Brady. <laughs> what is Baker Mayfield? I'm a, that joke's never going to die, buddy. Yesterday encompassed the first four seasons in Cleveland. He has plenty of highs. Where you look at him, you're like, this this could be the number one pick. This guy is that good. And then other times where you're like, you, you, we can't win with this guy. He just makes too many forced errors, and it's it. He's not a bad quarterback, but he's not an elite quarterback. They're going to win some games. They'll look good at times. He is what he is, though. He's he's a, right in the middle of the pack quarterback. Do you guys want to jump off any bandwagons? Anybody want to jump off the Bengals bandwagon or the Packers bandwagon? I know it's from Thursday. The Rams bandwagon or the Raiders bandwagon? I think the Packer loss has a little more staying power for me. Okay. Because... I think the Bengals had an oddly bad game. And, oh, by the way, could have won it, should have won it in regulation and in overtime. So, I mean, you could spin it in. We had five turnovers from our best player, and we still almost beat the second or third best team in our division. You could spin that, and that's true. Five turnovers for Joe Burrow. That's not going to happen every week. But what was the storyline for Cincinnati last season? Protecting him, and he got sacked seven times Seven times again. But I, I think... That is something that they clearly survived also last year. Now, I'm not saying to do it again, but they did put some new pieces there, and they he seems to know how to survive it. They can scheme around offensive line issues. For the Packers, you know, I, I think this is going to be a week-to-week thing of a frustrated Aaron Rodgers looking around going, who the hell am I throwing passes to right now? He's got uh, – we just talked about this, Andrew. Yeah. He's, he's got to get over that. Like, like, I know that it's a, it's a little bit apples and oranges, but Mahomes is, is the model, right? Everybody's great. We're going to spread the ball around. I believe in everybody. 
I mean, there are a bunch of Chiefs that have dropped balls over the years, too, by the way. Like Sammy Watkins, who's now a Packer, was a drop machine for Mahomes. And when he was there, I'm all like, oh, Sammy's great. He's going to figure it out. Just, if you're Aaron Rodgers, man, it's a team sport. you got to bring these guys into the mix a little bit. Right. I mean, he, and he, he did take blame in that answer yesterday Well, as well. He said he was part of the problem, too. But the only thing I'll ever, and we know that he tends to whine to begin with, but the only thing I will say, maybe in his defense, just, you know, throwing things against the wall, see what sticks, is sometimes by the time a player's complaining in the media about somebody else not doing their job, they've tried other things. And now this is another tack to put it out there, and now there's a different conversation. Now maybe this is what gets to these guys because they're not maybe doing the extra work that he wants them to do and stuff like that. I think that's a re- a really smart point. I don't think it applies to Aaron Rodgers because that guy has made a habit of publicly pressuring multiple people in his organization for the last two years, right? GM, coach, front office. Right. I love Devontae Adams. Oh, Devontae is good. I mean, the reason Devontae Adams is not a Packer is because they could not pay him the money that Devontae Adams wanted and pay Aaron Rodgers the money Aaron Rodgers wanted. Yes. And feel like they had the financial flexibility they needed. And look, I'm not taking money out of anyone's pocket, but I've seen I've seen Tom Brady take less money. I mean, I've, it, it is a thing that has occurred in the past for guys that want to give their organization resources. Especially because the NFL provides so many ways to be creative with what right. money is called. Signing bonus, roster bonus, it's guaranteed, it's not guaranteed. Like, you can get your money... And through accounting, leave other money for other guys to get paid as well. That's exactly right. You just, in fact, if you get into the nitty gritty on what Tom Brady did, it's to your point. It's not even that he took a lot less money, though he right. was under he was underpaid a lot. But it was the shenanigans. Same for Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes has a massive contract, but the way it's structured allows them to have some a little bit of flexibility. Just a little bit of flexibility in the world might lead to some help. Um, who do the Packers have? Are, are they? They're the Bears next, right? So they'll be one on one, or maybe I not. Think, What's the weather going to be like? Well, dude, the, there's no, there's no chance. There's no, but I think they, I think they go. I'm doing this off the top of my head. I think they go Bears, Bucks, and then somebody else. Interesting. Oh, maybe. that's next Sunday night. Bears, Packers. Yeah. So Bear Packers are. I mean, Aaron Rodgers will say this week at some point he will point out his shockingly competent record against Chicago. They will be. They will beat the Bears. By three touchdowns. They will be one-on-one. But they could lose to Tampa Bay. That's the next week's game. Yeah. And then home for the Patriots, who, by the way, did we talk about them? They stink. So that's a, that should be a <laughs> yeah, win for the bad. Packers. And then I don't know what the Giants are. That game's in London, so who knows? I, I know the Giants are. Would you like me to tell you? Yeah, they stink. <laughs> they're not fair. They're like the best. But I'm happy for you. I mean, they, no, you don't even have because I'm, I'm not sitting here. I saw the first half. I saw them being the putrid Giants, and I'm. It's it's too easy to assume that they fixed all of their problems in one half in Nashville. Now their schedule is easy-ish for the next couple of weeks, but they could just as easily lose these easy games as win them. If it's not the Packers, who is the favorite in the NFC? In the NFC, yeah. Well, Are the way the go the way the Bucks played defense last night, you'd have to pick them right now. Yeah, they looked really good. Yeah. But, I mean, Tom Brady having some marital issues. Like, we all have stuff in our life that happens. And, it look, man, it affects people's lives. Like, it just it just does. True. But I think Matthew Stafford's elbow and, like, the generic Super Bowl hangover might be more impactful than... Like, Brady's marital issues are on the table. 
as impacting his season, but that's not the that is not by any way the like the le- the most likely outcome that his I whole think- year is compromised by this. I agree. And the Rams, by the way, and I'm not taking anything away from what they accomplished, but Khalil Mack was, or not Khalil Mack, uh, Von Miller was a huge addition last year to free up Aaron Donald. That was a big deal. He's obviously in Buffalo now. And OBJ, even though he's an interesting cat, he was going to be the Super Bowl MVP until he got hurt. in the. I mean, like they had so much overwhelming talent that looking back, they should have done more than to win by three in every single playoff game. So I'm with you. I think the Rams take a... I'm on the Rams take a step back. I'm looking at this Packers schedule. Bears, Bucks, okay, maybe they'll lose that game. Patriots, Giants, Jets, Commanders. So they're going to be 6-2 and two or 7-1 and one or whatever whatever the math is there and be just fine. God, Commanders then, is such a dumb name, by the way. I haven't heard it all day yesterday and you just said it now. What a waste. It's a stupid name. Over under on how many times Aaron Rodgers makes uh, Christian Watson cries half. Which, which direction you guys want to go? Over. Over, right? Has it already hit the over? Yes. Yeah, I think that's an easy one for me. I'll take the over. (laughs) The kid knew it the minute he dropped it. All right. Um, It's good to see you. You guys have a good weekend, by the way. I got got one Cobra Kai in because there's a lot of football on. It was pretty basic, but I still enjoyed it. Like, generic ninja. Like, because, of course, you need to ninja people when, like, because there's going to be a surfer somewhere who wants to fight you. And I'm around surfers a lot. I've never seen people from the Valley have to ninja kick surfer mugger gangs but that was fun and then i did watch the first episode last night I told diesel couldn't sleep last night i watched the first episode of the rings of power which has been just crushed like, i guess like getting terrible i actually found it very good and then my wife i watch a lot of tv don't sleep a lot my wife doesn't watch it with me my wife walked in and goes are you really watching this without me and she was actually mad and i felt bad until she said, I wanted to watch that movie with you. And I'd be like, oh, contraire, my love. That's a television show. That's a, that's a mm-hmm. that's not a movie. So I think I'm in the clear, right? If my wife thought I was watching a movie that was a TV show, she doesn't know enough to be able to stake a claim to it. No, no, no. she knows enough. She so? knows enough, yeah. If so she was straight bad. up wrong about what you were watching, then obviously shame on her. But I can give her some leeway for not knowing between series and movie. Rings of Power, the prequel to The Lord of the Rings... Don't understand most of what's happening. There's a lot going on that I think is for people who have read, like like D-Cell, have read the, is it called The Similarian? D-Cell? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that. I have no idea. I'm going to get through one of these in the next couple weeks, and we'll do a, we'll do a review. D-Cell, if you had to, if your life depended on passing a, a, a test on soccer versus The Similarian slash Tokens, you know, Middle Earth, which I'm just saying it's Jeopardy, your life's in the line. Those are your two categories. Which one are you picking? I'll take soccer. I'm not going to do well, but I mean, at least I have some sports knowledge. I, I guess I'll, by default, take soccer. For your life, name a team in the Bundesliga. Details answer? Who is Christian Pulisic? Nope. That's not. That's <laughs> not Am I out? Not. Am I gone? It's not. Did you guys do okay on the old gambling front this week? I would. I didn't gamble this weekend. We don't, we don't need to talk about that for me. So I'm like the Packers. A little arrogant, but it's all going to turn around. <laughs> Let's, uh, do you want, Diesel, do you want to dive a little deeper into Baker and the Cowboys? Absolutely. Ego and injury define the day for those two losing teams. We'll get into that here on the show after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Mr. Andrew Bogish. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you on this Monday. 
Thanks for being here. Diesel, let's just say for the sake of argument that you or I had good football teams we root for. We don't. I'm a Bears fan. You're a Giants fan. We don't. You guys haven't won a playoff game since 2016, I believe, and uh, my team has never won a playoff game. That's a little, little joke, but it feels that way. How, if you, had a, if you rooted for a team that had a history of some level of success, you don't have to be the Packers or the old Patriots, you're just, you know, the Titans or not, basically not our teams or the Commanders or, or maybe the Lions. To what degree would you allow a week one win or loss to impact your thinking about your football team? If it didn't involve a significant injury, I would let it roll off my shoulders. It yeah. would not impact me whatsoever. We saw Green Bay last year lose and be fine. We've seen Patriots, Brady teams in the past start poorly and everyone write them off and be fine. There was a stretch when they still liked each other and were together where the Seahawks with Russell Wilson would have some really poor starts and be fine. It, it, it's a long season. And to your point, and I don't think the Panthers are a team that have high expectations, but there are expectations for the survival of that coach and certainly for the career trajectory of that quarterback, Baker Mayfield. For the Cowboys, I don't think any of us thought they were going to be, going to be good except for the Jerry jo- Jared Jones family. And the Dak Prescott injury is, is problematic and is troubling. Broke his thumb, going to miss some serious time. They looked really, really, really basic with and without him, I thought. I'm not a Cowboys guy. You were on the Cowboys bandwagon last year. You're off of it? Uh, yes, I am completely off of it this season. I didn't think the Cowboys were going to be very good with Dak Prescott, but over the course of his time there, they are a over 500 football team by a comfortable but not overwhelming margin when he plays. They are a sub-500 football team when they don't. They're not going to be very good. I, for, for me, I think the Panthers are more interesting because I do think the Panthers – had a range between five and, you know, things went really well, D-Cell. Ten wins was was realistic. And if you were to have watched the first three quarters of that game against the Browns yesterday, the Browns team that obviously doesn't have Deshaun Watson, he is suspended for a series of, of games. If you watched the first three quarters, you would have thought Baker Mayfield is washed, the team is awful, and it's going to be a long season. But Baker was really good in the fourth quarter. And he led a, a comeback that almost came to fruition. They lost by a couple points. It showed some heart. For me, the problem becomes Baker Mayfield in his own mind. Baker Mayfield, who's become too petty. And I was a Baker Mayfield guy. Maybe it's just me, but after the game, Baker Mayfield thought it was a good idea. And he just sounds defensive. And he sounds small. And he sounds like an amateur. I don't need from Baker Mayfield a calendar lesson on when the Super Bowl is. I don't need him to fall to defensive cliches that make him sound like the second coming of Ryan Leaf. I don't need to hear this from a QB who was awful at the start of the game and really good at the end of the game, and there's some complications in how you read him until you hear the words coming out of his mouth. Everybody made this out to be the Super Bowl, but despite uh, what everybody's going to make this, there's 16 more games. The Super Bowl is not until February, and this is the beginning of September. So, like I said, um, a lot of anticipation, but we're going to flush this, we're going to learn it, and we're going to be better, better from it. Literally no one made that to be the Super Bowl. I mean, that was the furthest thing from the Super Bowl that any, no Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield is the starting quarterback on another team. Not to be confused with a Super Bowl contest. But I'm really glad that Baker could point out that it's early September. Thank you, buddy. It's actually kind of mid-September. And when does when does mid-September start, Diesel? The 10th? <laughs> kind of a 10th? I would go like 15th. Oh, so there's only one day that's mid-September? 
14, 15, 16? The, I mean, the 13th is early September? Uh, maybe not. I don't know. It's right on the line. I, I Look, man, I root for people to succeed, and Baker Mayfield is a cool story. Walk on in college, forged his own path, won a Heisman, came out at least at the time what we thought, what the football world thought, was a really stocked quarterback class, worked and earned his way in the combine, what they saw on tape in the interview process, to be the number one overall pick. It's a cool story. And I don't want people to fit. And he did lead a, a terrible organization, not just to a, a postseason win, but a, but a competitive run. And I've said this a lot. And they lost to that Chiefs team. That was the Chiefs, if I remember right, that lost that year. I can't remember. Is that right? Lost that year? Yeah, lost that year to um, to Brady. But they pushed him. I, I'd like to see Baker be great. But if the guy can't have enough self-awareness to, to understand that making everyone else the enemy for, quote-unquote, turning this into the Super Bowl, that's not, that's not the solution. Here's what Baker Mayfield should have said. Aaron Rodgers would have said it, and Aaron Rodgers, to me, is not always the most um, giving of people with his teammates. Hey, guys, I was awful in the first three quarters. There's no excuse. This loss is on me, but I'm really proud of the way that we responded in that fourth quarter. That's the quarterback I know that I am and I will be, and even though it's a loss and it's, it's going to eat at me, I'm going to take from what, from what we did in the fourth quarter. I'm going to be that guy going forward, and we're going to be a lot better. Congratulations to the Browns. Then when you're done, go back and throw stuff and swear and you know curse the Browns' names. Because the Cowboys were finished when the season started, and they're certainly finished now. Dak misses three weeks. Dak misses six weeks. Dak misses four weeks. Whatever it is, they're not going to win many games with him. They're certainly not going to win many without him. I thought the Panthers were interesting. I think they are interesting because Baker Mayfield has shown at every turn when we doubt him he, he is able to succeed. But to me, D. said what I heard in his voice was doubt. It was way too petty for me to think he believes in himself. Um, we got a lot of things to, to hit. We haven't gotten into a Dolphins team that looked really good. Tua looked good, too. And the Patriots looked awful. We're going to hit that game. We're going to circle back on both the Chiefs win and the Packers loss. We're going to get into the AFC West. We're going to talk all things National Football League with our guy Ross Tucker, longtime former NFL player, NFL analyst. He's going to help us make sense of a wild week one when we come back in a moment here on CBS Sports Radio.